Welcome to another uh, episode of Pods and Pies. Today we have Tyler Fjolner, Fulner, Douglas Distributing, a.k.a. Douglas Coffee Roasters, a.k.a. DouglasCoffee.com. DouglasCoffee.com. <laughs> DouglasCoffee.com. <laughs> Last name, DouglasCoffee.com. Yeah. And to put a little context, the pods, the pies is easy, right? We, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. we do pizza every time. Right. But the pods, what we talked about before the show was just, you know, this whole office is made out of pods. storage containers, pods, pods right? Pod if, the, if you can't tell, obviously, with the video, you know, this is inside of a shipping container that was sent probably to China yeah. half dozen times and across the world this anyway. Is, this so that's, is pre-corona. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is yeah. pre-corona pod. Yeah. Yeah, so. His, Walls are anyway, free. Anyway, just put a little, you know, I think for the first few things that we throw out there, we might explain it just a couple times yeah, how yeah. you know how this really is the setup yeah yeah today's episode brought to you by our friends over at little skeezers hot and ready, <laughs> hot and ready, hot and ready. our first episode we had um somebody i would say maybe a, i'd say a little bit of an upgrade they give you, they have? Or they give you oh by the way i was too hungry <laughs> when you dropped off the pizza and i came up and ate a slice so that's why it's a slice. I was maybe you had that grub down hub, one. Yeah. grub hub delivery, and he dipped <laughs> in on the way over here, like, um, you, like you would on your yeah. Chick-fil-A first episode fries. was yeah. we we bought Summit in Pizza. Have you had the yeah. Summit in Pizza oh, yeah. up there? By yeah, yeah. No, I love that pizza. So good. But uh, I asked Ty what he wanted, and his first reply was like just a pep, Chuck E. Cheese. No round table. Was that your first one? <laughs> round table, <laughs> like round table out in Sandy, right? I, yeah, I don't even think they exist anymore. Yeah, maybe Godfather's. Yeah, which is now Rock Creek, which I don't Godfathers. even think that's there anymore. Godfathers. That was like dine-in pizza. That was dine-in. That was back mean. when, yeah, Pizza Hut and Godfathers would do yeah. dine-in pizza. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, Round Table. That's, which, it moved to Rock Creek, which I don't know if it's still there anymore. You I didn't take tried. my request for Little Caesars very serious, though. No. I thought you were just <laughs> It's great. It's great value. Well, it's great value. Dude, they're hot and ready, dude. Just hot and ready. Now it's ready cold. It's still ready. It's just a little cold. It's fine. Yeah. It's better cold. Yeah. All right, before we jump into it, tell me your top three energy drinks. Oh, man. <sighs> Classic sugar-free Red Bull, number one. Number one. Number one. Okay. Interesting. I don't get them as often as I'd like because they're so expensive yes. for what you get. Eight yeah. ounces for $99. And so, but I have a case of those in the fridge at home right now. Okay. And then uh, Classic White Monster. And then probably a sugar-free Rockstar. This Can, episode is also brought to you by Monster. Yeah, Monster. I have it in my koozie. Perfect. If you, this is a must. Yeah. If you do any type of energy drink, yeah. this thing is a must. See? But it's top. It's, I, I don't go anywhere without koozie. it. You know, it is. Koozie. But can we, real quick before we get into this, is there, is there a way that we can explain why this particular monster, the white monster, um, is why is it just the best one that they make? Because they have like you know the so the real hose and yeah. the oh, the yeah. red and and originally I did hear and I don't know if this is true, but this was designed originally to to market and cater to women. Because if you look at the can, it's got this texture and it's got yeah. a really cool oh, yeah. design. You know, it's not like a masculine a design. Yeah, it's a and anyway, I don't know if that's true, true, but it just turned into like literally the best the best drink yeah. that they make is that drink. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain it. Smooth. It, it goes it down is. easy. You can chug one as fast as you can chug a water bottle. You really yeah. can. You can. Yeah. yeah. And if it was even less carbonation, 
then it would be dangerous. You could do, oh. you could do 50 ounces in like three hours. Yeah. 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 But instead we do 50 ounces in like six hours. Yeah, that's true. Before <laughs> noon, if I go four monsters before noon, I get a little, yeah. like I don't tell anybody. Yeah. Like I don't care personally. I just don't mention it. Right. Because I, I just don't want the looks. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? Home. You did four before noon? Like, well, that's nothing, but I just don't want you to judge me. Right. But, yeah. All right. So give us, give us the history on Tyler Fulner, right? Where you grew up, went to school, and then lead us down that path, how, cool. we're, how we got started at Douglas. I know you started at Douglas when you were like three. Yes. Maybe. With child labor. Maybe <laughs> two. Correct. Um, and Douglas so, is located, where's where the headquarters, like where's so, the office? Yeah, at? our office building is out um, kind of by the Maverick Center on the west side of I-215, basically directly across the freeway staring at Franklin Covey. So okay. that's our location. Um, yeah, grew up, born and raised Utah, um, lived in Sandy and Draper my whole life. Uh, yeah, grew up always working for the family business. So Douglas is a family business. I'm the third generation. Um, started by my grandpa in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, he came from Seattle where he got into the coffee market up there and kind of decided he wanted to be back home in Utah. They'd had their first kid. So he and his wife, my grandma, moved back here. Do you know how he got into that? Like how that came about why just... he started doing I don't really recall what took him up to Seattle I think it was just the job and it was an it was the company was called commercial importing and so I think they did stuff other than coffee but he ended up managing the coffee side of their business and it was okay. like a pretty big business up there this commercial importing and they did like a lot of different stuff and so he managed like the coffee category and they had like a lot of like the original coffee companies from the Northwest that they dealt with <clears throat> and obviously distributed throughout, you know, the Washington, Oregon, you know, East, uh, Western Montana area, Northern Cal, that kind of stuff, because I think their reach. And then grandma wanted to be back home, so he kind of gave up the job there and came here and decided to start his own. So he got with one of his buddies, and they started roasting and packing coffee here in town and then brought his connections from some of the coffee companies they were buying from up at commercial importing in the Seattle area. When he was roasting, was it Douglas at that time? Uh, no, it was um, J&D, was what it was called. Okay. Because his buddy's last name was Johnson, he was Douglas. Okay. So that, yeah, so that kind of emerged into them being a restaurant supply and then office coffee started being a thing and convenience stores started opening up more to like the person filling up for gas. You know, the inside of a convenience store used to just be oil, you know, antifreeze, that kind of stuff, you know, and a few snacks. And then they really started turning those into like storefronts. So then the coffee kind of became a big part of that. So that emerged in like the eighties. Um, but he parted ways with his buddy because they um, liked different segments of the business. So his friend uh, liked the restaurant side of it and my grandpa didn't like that very much because it was a lot of like late night phone calls, emergency deliveries, weekends, you know, the equipment would break at the worst possible time, you know, just sit down for like Sunday dinner and a big hotel's got a banquet going and their machine's down and they're calling you and you gotta go fix it. 
And so I think he got a little tired of like their hours and wanted just more normal bank type hours. And so he kind of took off and started doing more convenience store and um, office coffee and just more stuff that was open normal Monday through Friday to five. And so that, that was where they split ways and then his friend ended up getting out of the business entirely and he bought his half back out and got all the restaurants back after they were a little bigger and gotcha. didn't have to manage all the calls himself. And this, and this was your grandpa. That was grandpa, yeah. Yeah, what year, do you know like what year? Yeah, so he, he officially started Douglas in 75 was when he parted way. So they'd started the J&D in like the late 60s, it was like 68, and then lasted like seven, eight years. And then in 75, he started Douglas. That's when they branched off. And then I think in the early 80s, he kind of reacquired the... the the split off company, the original J and D. Yeah. Okay. And so there's paperwork. Even until like maybe a couple of years ago, we did a clean out with like J and D. Oh really? Like letterhead on it and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, but this stuff's like 30 years old, 40 years old. Got to frame that stuff. Frame it up. Okay. So, so yeah. they split ways. Douglas starts. Douglas starts. My Grandpa dad gets involved. Is killing it. When does your dad? Grandpa's when doing, does he come into play? Doing well. Seems to be making good money. My dad's deciding that, and this um, is your this is your mom's dad though. Mom's right? dad, okay. correct. So mom's dad, and so my dad, being the son-in-law, um, had just graduated from the University of Utah in marketing and got a job in Atlanta, and so they were they were getting ready to move to Atlanta. I think I was like one or two at that point, so this is like early '80s, like '84, '85, and so when they decided they were gonna move away. My grandpa came to my dad and said, hey, before you make this final decision on moving you know, across the country, um, do you wanna come look at the family business? And he had- and does, does grandpa have any other sons? two sons. sons. Yeah. Okay, two sons. Older They're and younger than my mom. Involved, not involved? The older one not involved, the younger one was too young to be involved at okay. that point. So yeah, my dad went in, looked at the business and was like, wow, this is pretty cool. The margins were really good back then. The equipment was really inexpensive for coffee, like in an office or, you know, convenience store. You could typically make your ROI would be almost on the first delivery. So you would be able to pay for the piece of equipment you loaned them. So the, the goal was to give them a piece of equipment and maintain it and fix it for them as long as they were residually buying the coffee from you. So that's the business model. Um, but at that point, the equipment was reasonably priced. So the return on investment was huge. So you acquire an account, you give them a machine, they're super pumped to get a piece of commercial grade equipment, they buy coffee, and away they go. So it was pretty sweet. And then as my grandpa kind of started to fade out in the late 80s, early 90s, my dad bought him out in like 92. And then convenience stores really started to take a big jump at that point. And really create big storefronts and you started to see like Maverick get involved. That was like late 80s, early 90s um, and just building bigger stores with more to offer and <clears throat> Holiday Oil has been like a 40 year partner and so we've always done their coffee <clears throat> since they started doing coffee and they really started to pay attention to the storefronts. So that was a big push for the company was to maintain all of that business. And so like a Maverick or, or a gas station, right? Yeah. I mean, how do they, do the people that run those gas stations and look at all the items and whatever they're selling inside, they look at the coffee, do they really take it serious oh, about, 
we need people to come. I mean, our coffee's got to be top notch yeah. because we want them to come in just to get the coffee. So it is the coffee is a serious a serious purchase. Not just like give us the cheap stuff. I mean, people are going to come in anyway, but they take they take the coffee serious. And, and things have changed a little bit on that. So I would think like originally it was like obviously have it as a draw, have it as a reason for somebody to stop here, maybe in like the '90s and stuff. But as like coffee and like Starbucks kind of exploded onto the scene, right, in the 90s with so many locations and then you get a lot of like small roasters that are opening up coffee shops and stuff like that, the convenience stores and then McDonald's opens up the McCafe menus. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, 50 ounce coffees for 99 cents or whatever obscene yeah, they're giving yeah, away yeah. at whatever time. And I, their stuff is like, prepped you know it's like coffee shit. it's like a hybrid between like self-serve coffee that you get at a convenience store and like a coffee shop mcdonald's kind of lands in the middle where it's like somewhat prepped and somewhat done up but it's not like coffee shop quality i would say but it's it's more hands-on than what you get like in a convenience store and so the convenience stores really started to have to take it serious again and say okay we need to up our quality we need to up the look of the coffee bar because there's so many options now. You've got local, like beans and brews. You've got national, like a Starbucks. Yeah, because it's not just the coffee, taste of the coffee itself. Right. It's the presentation you're presentation, saying, right? And you guys would be loaning them the machines. Yep, all the equipment. So the, when you say coffee bar, you're talking the, what, what it looks like when you just come in, right? Yeah, and you're getting your coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Machines, the creamers, the racks, the cup holders, the cups, the whole thing's got to tie together, all the graphics that go into it. So that's where, like, when my dad stepped in in the early 80s and started looking at like the margin and was like, yeah, you drop off. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen them. Like, you'll occasionally see them in a movie. I watched uh, Walter Mitty like a couple months back and in the break room at Time Magazine where he was working, they had like an old school bun coffee maker that has like the wood grain panels on it. Like the original gangster of coffee. It was like pour over, you don't even hook water up to him. You pour the water in the top and it heats it and displaces the yeah. old heated water with the new water, makes a pot of coffee. That was in like that movie. You still see them around and stuff. That was like what originally got set up. But then, so originally your margin was like amazing because you were loaning equipment at a reasonable price and getting good margin on the coffee. As stuff changes, the equipment gets astronomically expensive. So we yeah, go from pour overs to, to touch screens, right? Yeah. Grinders on top, like the whole, yeah. now, now like a convenience store and convenience store is like a fraction of what we do, but it's a really interesting industry because it's had so many changes, but they have gone from this, you know, kind of originally podunk set up to just like, oh yeah, we've got some good coffee, come in, get gas, get a coffee on your way to like a serious coffee bar. You're now looking at like setting up a coffee um, equipment with marketing and all that kind of stuff with an ROI of like hopefully less than a year. To whereas before, like in the 80s, you were covering your equipment costs typically on the first order or two within 30 days. So you, you 12X, 15X your ROI on equipment yeah. set up and your level of competition through the roof you know, everybody's tripping over each other to get the business. Everybody's. So it's, it's, it's a cutthroat. I mean, it's yeah. Just like anything, you know, it's not like we're any different than any other industry. There's a lot of competition. There's money to be made. And, and coffee, coffee, like people who make the decision, coffee drinkers are, they're loyal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. If they find somebody that gives them a good cup, yep. 
So you can definitely they count on stick people to it. be back. And you can also expect people to not come back if it's not good. Yeah. So you gotta be careful. You know, you, you produce a product that hits a price point, but not a point on the palate, yeah. per se. You run the risk of yeah, like selling one cup and never again. But you want return. Yeah, you gotta get them to come back. You gotta get yeah. them to come back over and over and over. So yeah. I'm the same way with donuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm serious. Bad if you, dude, if you, if you have a bad, if you have bad donuts at a gas station, trust yeah. me, I will probably, <laughs> I can get, a, I can get a monster anywhere. Yeah. But if you have bad donuts, I probably will not come back. Yeah, makes sense. So, so yeah, and then so, we emerged with like other industries, like hotels, office coffee's obviously been a big thing with like offices getting more and more involved in the. Uh, Oh, like the environment. And like employee benefits. I mean, it's almost like, yeah, benefits. like the foods. Google, yeah. Yes, the You're, Google, yes. the dot-com boom in the late 90s. Like here at Silicon Slopes. I mean, they're now building pods. cafeterias in every office. Yep. Yeah. You cafeterias, want, you want ping it all. Pong tables. Yeah, basketball courts. Whatever yeah. you want. Whenever you want it. So that's been a really cool thing to emerge with, with like companies like Adobe. And now Facebook's out on, you know, the west side of Utah Lake. And ancestry.com and vivid does a really good job. like a lot of these companies they take like extreme care with those employee perks yeah. and stuff so that's something that's definitely like been a good push but we're still dealing with the same problems the equipment's getting more and more expensive more and more computer integrated less easy to fix because it's, it's yeah. like cars you know you used to be able to like easy change oil on an older car and now you like open up the hood and it's like Do you have yeah yeah. <laughs> you yeah that's right and that's that's how they a lot of the equipment's becoming like our guys have to use laptops to test and that's know, interesting that's crazy selling. yeah and all of those all those wires and touch pads just drive that cost through the roof and um hey real quick side question uh it, you can see where we yeah. can you tell me where is it where did this lo, where did this come from the, so, the actual like yeah. i know the name but where's the logo like what's from grandpa his name was leo yeah. So Leo the Lion was like his thing. Oh, really? Okay, like, Leo the Lion. Yeah. yeah. And he always had like his house, like where he started the company was up above Skyline out of his garage. He lived like in Olympus Cove. And so that's where his first orders came to, pallets of coffee when he was distributing first on. they bring it in there and warehouse it in his garage. Because this, like, this is like a dude holding a cup of coffee with yeah. a crown yeah. riding a lion. Yep. So Leo the Lion was King kind of his thing. We jungle, had, baby. We've always had a lion yeah. you know, logo. And for a long time, it was Douglas Distributing and the lion logo. And so as I got more and more involved, like in the early 2000s, like 2003, 4, I started to recognize like our logo doesn't really do us any favors. You know, we Douglas Distributing, and then you look at the logo, and you maybe think we're like in the zoo you know, business, maybe large cat, you know, distribution. It's like, why is there a Douglas distributing and a lion logo? Like, what does that Ty mean? Tyler exotic. Yeah, exactly. Ty <laughs> exotic coming at you. So that was, that was like a big problem I had with like our marketing and branding was that we didn't let anyone know who we were and what we were selling. And so that's when we uh, morphed it back to like kind of the original where, when they were roasting and packing and all that originally, like in the sixties, wanted to incorporate coffee back into the name again. And so we, yeah, we kind of reintroduced yeah. it as Douglas Coffee Roasters. We put the, we morphed the head of a lion logo into this. And we just kind of looked at it as like generational 
speed, efficiency, wanted something timeless. Yeah. Something yeah. cool, but something that had enough elements that like people still with a lion look at it and they're like, Well, what's going on here? So yeah. So with generations, you know, the up and coming, you know, kid with the crown, kind of like the next generation, yeah. you know, longevity family. <clears throat> so remind me again, what and and if you said it already, let's repeat it one more time. What's your now what's your position at Douglas? Like what what do you so, actually you know, if you have an official title, right? So I, I know mean, some people yeah. don't like titles, but you know, just yeah. to put it in context, what do, what do you? So my dad, Ron, still involved, president and uh, majority owner. So I would be like general manager or VP or whatever you want to call it, uh, and part owner. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. But then as with right with small businesses, you are running your marketing department, your HR department, your purchasing yes. department, like and so the janitorial your hat, services. Your hat are, is, yeah. Is, yeah. Is in every. Yeah. But are are you wearing all those hats, or do you actually have do you have people that do those, but you're yeah. still just overseeing basically yeah. the whole operation? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see. I I try to buffer as much as I can from Ron um, to handle you know as many fires as I can. And we obviously have, you know, we have a really great warehouse manager. We have a great route supervisor that handle like the deliveries, making sure product in and out is going well. Um, we just recently got more involved with like our social media and stuff. So we have a full-time social media person now that's handling like our content, content creation, getting more involved in the, in the website and the direct to consumer sales yeah. has been a big push for us because we want our brand to be you know, our, still our bread and butter is definitely like going out and working with businesses, working with a restaurant or a hotel or whatever to gain their trust, install equipment, have our coffee go through there. But the more familiar people are with the brand, it breaks down barriers for us. So being like in Harmon's grocery stores is a great breakdown of that barrier because people see the logo, they see the coffee, they're more familiar with it. And it's less of a, an introduction when I go in for a meeting with somebody they're like oh yeah i've had your coffee i picked it up at Harmon's," or oh i saw yeah. you at xyz place just as many you know points of contact as you can have with the i guess the general public the more opportunities you have to kind of break down those barriers so how many employees total so total right now we have 15 okay um in salt lake and then we have a second branch in portland so yeah in the portland one so that's just you know i mean we would that that's not a big operation. No, not huge. I mean, so you have to be efficient. Yeah. I mean, just we're, with, we're definitely lean and mean. Yeah. And we could be, we, we had as many as 25. So we currently have 15 in Salt Lake and five in Portland. And, and then Portland mostly manages, yeah, the Northwest. So I go up there every other week <clears> and manage that. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, in all, I mean, for a 55 year old company, let, I mean, from when your grandpa right. bought it. Totally. Right. I mean, or more, more than that. Yeah. I mean, coming up that that's, um, I mean, that just, I don't know. I mean, you would, some people would say like, Oh, you know, maybe why isn't bigger, totally. but at the same time to last 55 years it's coffee hard. and then you're, you just stay lean right. because of margins and all the things you've explained. Totally. I actually, I mean, it, it, on the surface, it seems very impressive to me yeah. of, of that few people, you know, and you're lasting that long in the industry. Right. And, and I, I've had that same question. Like I see companies that are three years old and have a hundred employees and they're doing 20 million in revenue or something. And you're just like, how? And you know, I'm sitting there going, what? You know, obviously now I need to start pointing the finger at this guy being more involved. But I'm sitting there going, grandpa, 
<laughs> well, Wrong. what would yeah. why what were you doing all day? Yeah. Well, why why wouldn't what does it take? What so, do they what do they do? I mean, is it, do they raise money? Right. Do they have a shitty like coffee bean? I mean, like what you know? And and so they make more money. I don't know. Like, what is the difference? Right. So I would say the biggest difference, and this is the path that we've now we've kind of changed. Not even different paths, but we've like kind of jumped from one set of railroad tracks to another. In that, um, and even and Danny having experience, you know, Danny is an ex Douglas employee. Spent some time at Douglas. Well, yeah, a little Correct. experience there. <laughs> Correct. So yeah. he knows this. I know this. And did Danny you used to? I, what did you, you? What did you do there? You, you, I mean, what was your? Were you the janitor? Yeah. We all are janitors. All You're all the janitors. Okay. We so all you, took turns cleaning the You bathrooms. were. I did deliveries. I managed the warehouse. Mm -hmm. I managed. I got into sales and was doing. I did. From A to B. Or B. Yeah. Or uh, probably not A. Actually, probably yeah. A to B. Yeah. A to Z. Like I mean. Small business, like all I said, we all yeah. just kind of did all of yeah. it. Yeah, Danny, Danny, yeah, Danny came on just doing, kind of like, in between gigs, just ran some deliveries for us because we were shorthanded, and ended up liking it, and we liked Danny and his work ethic was like great, and then it kind of morphed into like yeah, full time gig and just helping us grow the company and managing sales. We still have a ton of accounts that Danny put on, you know, yes. during that. That's good, man. So That's good. Good stuff. <laughs> but. In that time, Danny knows this because we used to have conversations all the time about where, where's, where does this go? How do we, what's that next level jump? How do you change things? Because as like a local distributor of coffee, over the years, we basically became less of a roaster and more of a distributor. So we were more bringing in national products. Yeah, okay. And redistributing those and having connections with like a Starbucks, right? We were their preferred coffee provider for Utah. So Starbucks would send leads to us and we would go set up a law office that wants Starbucks and whatever. And so we got more and more into that and people more and more wanted these brands and wanted the, the price points that a big brand offered because they were producing on such a, an extreme level that they could be really competitive with price, which enabled us the distributor to make money and provide the equipment. And so it kind of changed our business model from being like a local roaster craft coffee thing to just like a big distributor. Yeah, okay. And that was like a really mind-numbing process because over time, we just became a me too. Everybody had access to these same products. Everybody had access to the same equipment. So we had to really be better at service, speed of delivery, customer care, all of the above because they could call up other distributors and get similar or exact same products. Have somebody there that day. Yeah, exactly. So we, yeah, we just became like super customer service oriented to survive that. And then as I got more involved, we, that's when we pointed back towards the roast in-house manufacturer, produce our own stuff, business model. And you do Control some of that right now. Yeah, and that's what we're doing more and more and more. You more and more. Yeah. Now is that, is that to help, does that help with cost? Or yeah. is that just like the craft? It can't, the both, the craft, the um, the marketability of it, people trust it more. Yeah, when you can say, yeah, you're saying like, like we we're roasters, exactly. like we take care of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if they know you're involved. It's not just getting pulled off some random warehouse in you know Texas or somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, as as I could walk in and say, hey, I want a pound of yep. Ethiopian. Done. Yep. You're gonna roast, roast it right it, there in front of me. Pack it right there. Give it to them. <clears throat> 
So it creates a better relationship with us and again, the consumer end user in any position they're in to build the brand and help them come familiar with us. And that was like, that was my big beef over the years. It was not only like, yeah, why, are, why aren't we bigger? Like 55 year old company, we should be big by now. If we had gotten into like the manufacturing and stayed on that track, I think there would have been like some bigger yeah bigger growth. growth yeah. yeah, whereas we kind of took a different path of growth, and then it kind of led to like a patch of weeds. You know, it kind of got out there, and you're like still making money at it, but it's like I feel like there's not a lot of longevity here in this just like distribution <clears throat> product. We need like our own line and differentiation. You know, we can't just offer the same thing anyone else has. And so, yeah, we actually just invested in another roaster um, to just continue to up the volume and produce more and more. And we're roasting in Portland, which is a big reason why we acquired a company there. And that's helped our growth. And so currently, this is the goal, is to expand our ability to um, sell in, in multiple segments, you know, not only business to consumer, right to the end user, but also other distributors. So we now distribute to like 25 other versions of Douglas Distributing. Or Douglas oh yeah, 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 Coast. yeah. So that's kind of been that growth of getting off of one set of you know railroad tracks, not just like changing direction, but like we jumped onto a different set of tracks. Yeah. So now roasting, packing, and distributing to them, and then they go out and distribute our brands and our products for us in their markets. Yeah. So in Seattle. And you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys have talked about like, okay, let's, let's do a round. Let's raise some money, you know, sometimes something like that. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, is that, is there any, is there anything that just, you know, I guess pros or cons to that, that you guys see or, or just preference. I just, you know, just kind of, yeah. just kind of curious what internally, when you guys, you know, the owners talk, right. you know, kind of, where does that, where does that go? I think one, not having like a, I guess a, a need for it right away in that a lot of times like that round of funding is for like a project that's underway. Like we need more capital because we're, we're going to hire a hundred sales reps right now to go push this product, like in the software world or something. Okay. Right? And yeah. you need that money for like salary and then the, the office workspace and the environment so you can hire sales reps away from other companies that are successful in that same, you know, software arena or whatever, or whatever it is for product development, stuff like that. Um, we, we did take out a loan rather than raise funding or bring on partners yeah, for our acquisition yeah. in Portland. And I just think I control, I'd rather have control. And if I don't ever have to bring in an outside influence, yeah. I would prefer not to, unless there was like a beneficial reason for that. They had connections that we needed and it was a mutual thing. Yeah. But even just, even when you raise funding like that, that VC, or whomever has a say because they've got money yeah. tied up in it and their opinion matters. Yeah, and I can't remember. I, I don't remember it was you, Dan, but we were like with our company, you know, we, we've had the same mindset for, geez, since 2004. Like every time we needed some type of, you know, maybe a little bit of money, the yeah. debt was much cheaper right. and less risky, just preference. I mean, it was yeah. just like we could bring so many people have wanted to give us money over the right. years, so many people. Yeah. But we've decided let's just keep ownership where it is. We can owe debt was cheap at times yeah. we needed it. But that's interesting you say it that because yeah. I think a lot of small business owners think that way. Right. But you really in the news, like you don't hear about Douglas 
in their success because there's 50 employees. I right. mean, you know, but it's just, just as intriguing and just as interesting, like the same decisions you go through and why you do that right. versus some of these, you know, massive companies that we have around us. But yeah, and, and I think if, if, if time ever came where like for us, like it would make sense to do something like that. One, getting an SBA loan is a miserable process. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. The debt is cheap. Um, like you said, you know, the, the interest rates are low. It's a reasonable way to do it. It's a difficult process. You know, you can definitely get more expensive money quicker, but the opinion side of that and what you get with it can sometimes be irritating, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But for us, like it would probably be if we ever needed to like expand on equipment fast and large, like quit, you know, manufacturing equipment and like, so roasting, packing, filling machines, weigh and fills, those kind of things, even just small equipment, like a small coffee roaster is 50K. You want a big one, I mean, just exponentially. You know, yeah. you want something that does four, five, 600 pounds at a time. I mean, it, set up, you know, the afterburner alone just to like minimize your emissions and the, all, and, your, and then the packing lines and the weigh and fill machines, millions. Yeah, and interesting. Warehouse yeah. space and stuff like that. So that would be something where you'd maybe consider that route or bringing in a partner that knew that side of the business better than up, like the small level we're doing on now to go more into the manufacturing stuff. Cool. So Yeah, sorry to take us off track, no. Danny. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, there's I just... No, there's no track. That's there good. Is. That's good. That's good. I know what that... What are we talking about? The, the train track. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Maybe right. on one track, another track. Yeah. Um, and how old are you? I mean, how old are you now? I'm 36. You're 36. Yeah. So I've been doing it, yeah, like Danny said, since I was little, just working on like, off summers. If somebody would have turned around him, like, do you think he could have gotten in trouble for, like, child labor? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. That, warehouse, <laughs> that warehouse, especially the small one, that we, we used to have a warehouse off of 21st South and just west of State Street. And they actually accidentally, we got some new credit cards, and somehow American Express still had that address on really? file. We, I mean, we haven't been there since 2001, and I think Ron opened up his Amex membership in 2000. So I'm like going through the profile online, like trying to figure out, because it says all our credit cards have arrived. Like we just got this you know, new setup with, with Amex. And I'm like, where are the cards? I'm asking around the office. Didn't we see these cards? It make me nervous. So I look up the address sent to on the profile and it's Richard sure Street enough. in South Salt Lake. I'm Old like, school. where <laughs> did they get in? Ron's giving me a hard time. He's like, probably put the address in there wrong, idiot. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks, probably. Ron. Thanks, Ron. Sounds like it's time for you to retire. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like I need to up that level of poisoning I'm giving you every day. I'm slowly trying to, you know, get him out of my hair. How much, how much time does Ron put in now? Because you. Oh, heavy. You, does he still? Okay. Because you yeah. put in a lot of time. Like I've, yeah. I've worked with you. I see the hard work that you put in and everything that, that you do at Douglas. Is he st he's still going strong. Yeah. Ron's still, I definitely try to take on as much as I can, but Ron's still, I mean, he's involved at least 40 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. Maybe more, so you still, know? Yeah. Like we just moved buildings up in Portland over last weekend. So I was up there basically Monday night to Monday night last week. We got a new cool coffee shop warehouse thing in downtown Portland. It should be pretty slick. Interesting move though in the middle of a riot. Yeah. That was hard. A lot of bridges yeah. shut down. Yeah, how was, how was that? It was gnarly, man. I mean, that was wild. A lot of boarded up buildings, and we were just crossing our fingers that nothing ever made it down. And you guys were safe. We're you guys, safe. Yeah, okay, good. It was yeah. good. 
But I remember just like I'd leave at like nine or ten after like putting stuff away at the new shop and trying to clean and whatever. And then like pull up to a bridge and there's just like ten thousand people on the bridge. Next bridge, five thousand people on that bridge. Next bridge, and I'm starting to get claustrophobic, thinking, "Am I gonna get across the yeah, river tonight?" You're not getting home. So yeah, it was it was wild, but like Ron came up there and you know puts in a ton of hours and you know made okay. the move and stuff. But I try to handle as much of the heavy lifting as I can. You know, I figured he's kind of earned it at this point oh, yeah. of slugging it out for you know thirty. How old's Ron? Thirty years. Ron, sixty-two. Sixty-two. Yeah. So he's he's getting there. He's a young sixty-two though. He's yeah. A, He's like a. He's like a young, like. So he'll still be around. Yeah, Seventy-two. Forever. He'll yes. still be there <laughs> forever. Unfortunately, yes. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. He will never quit. No, it's great. I, I really don't know what <clears throat> he handles a ton of stuff, and we definitely have our segments of the business. You know, he handles a lot of like banking and and like the finance side of it and and managing all of that, and I handle more like employee. Um, head up more like anything tech related with website and marketing and design and that kind of stuff. And then we kind of split time probably on like employee management and you know that kind of stuff as far as like issues coming up. It's whoever's available and has time to deal with everyday random crap. Yeah. So it's good. I like it. But I like it. Yeah. So tell me about, let's talk Portland for a second. Mm -hmm. So you guys just move buildings, you're in yep. this new shop. Mm -hmm. Is the idea, like it's an actual coffee shop. You're gonna open up a yeah. coffee shop, yeah, have a store. Pre-corona like, it was a, <clears throat> It was like a, should have been a quicker step. Now it's like, it's affected so much of our cash flow as a business. Um, I mean, our, our typical orders that we produce and ship out on a weekly basis is typically two semi-trucks full. So that's anywhere from like 20 to 25 pallets per truck every week is normal. So that's, yeah, that's 40 to 50 pallets between the two trucks going to different, you know, Montana, Washington, Portland, Utah, Southern California, Wyoming, you know, wherever the distributors are, where the coffee's going. So to give you an idea of like the, like we had weeks where like we got down to like four pallets. So we were like LTLing almost to the point where it's like, should we just UPS this or like put this in the mail truck when he shows up yeah, to pick yeah. up the letters, you know, like. Put in your trunk, dude, yeah, just drive up I, there. I mean, honestly, like it, it got, it got pretty ugly. We're definitely in, in I guess, uh, as a business, I feel like we're fiscally responsible um, to where like a couple weeks or a couple months of like really low sales, they obviously hurt, but not enough to like, you know, completely bury us, yeah. which has been good. But yeah, we didn't let anyone go. We let, you know, there's been some people that have volunteered to take off like a day a week, you know, just cause they personally are like, yeah, I'd take off a day a week right now. and like you say, the payroll. So anyone that volunteered to do that, we let them, you know, morph a schedule a little bit. And then anyone that needs, you know, all their hours are full time or whatever we've kept on. That's good. And so that's been interesting. But back to Portland, yes, the, the building we got, it's a hundred year old building, super cool. It's like an old blacksmith building. Um, it, right in the heart of like a really cool new kind of emerging part of Portland downtown. It's called the Pearl District. And it's right across the street from a brand new <clears throat> refurbished building that Goldman Sachs bought for like $60 million, I think was the price tag on the building. It's amazing. Just giant white office building all painted brick. It's pretty sweet. So we look out our window at that. So hopefully they'll come across the street and get coffee. Yeah. We've got to build great. out the coffee shop now, which comes with a lot of expense. And we're not willing to like put anything in our current business model at risk to build out 
the coffee shop to kind of present our brand up there without you know knowing that we're okay right and so we don't want to like risk you know not being able to deliver product to a distributor or not being able to pay an employee or anything like that based on future goals so hopefully in the next month or two we'll start you know kind of remodeling the front area it yeah. was a tea shop before so it was the Steve Smith so it's tea set up company. for so it's set up for oh, okay. customers yeah. to come in not in a coffee way like we need more power drain water like some other stuff that like just you don't need as a tea shop that you need right. as a coffee shop so there's going to be some so fun expense I've been watching this show on TV yeah um, based in Montana okay is ranchers right yeah and um, close to Bozeman Montana that's kind of where it's based and you know it's interesting multiple times in this show a, a couple seasons in you know these these cowboys these ranchers you know they'll come into town and they literally they just like they hate they scoff at these coffee shops yeah. right because that's a college yeah. town Bozeman Montana is kind of right. college town yeah. um, and you know I call it foo-foo it's, yeah. it's just you know, okay well it's, they, they have fancy, fancy names for the coffees, and you know, and then they, it's like this one's like a slow drip thing, and it takes yeah. you five minutes to wait for it or whatever. And it, I, very interesting to me. Right. I, I am very intrigued in process and, and craft and quality yeah. and art of even just coffee. But I'm wondering, okay, so you open a coffee shop, like you, you buy this building, you're across from Goldman Sachs. Do you, a lot of pressure, you pressure totally. do you have to get kind of foo foo? And I'm not in a negative way, but is it no, like yeah, you got to be like kind of, oh, you got to cater to these. You got to be cutting edge. Yeah, you got to yeah. cutting edge, right? Yeah. It's got to be totally. You can't just go in there and be this like, isn't like hey, black coffee here's with a leather chair day. and, and yep. yeah. No, we, we definitely, and that, that's why we want to take it serious as we do this, because like right now, we could hodgepodge what's there. I mean, they left tables and chairs up front. They left their old kind of front counter space. We could totally, I could be up and running in like a week if we just wanted to use what we had, not, not gonna fly there. Yeah. We want the brand to present right. We want to do it, do it right. right. Do it the way exactly. you want to do it. Do and, it. We want right. to do what we want to do. So hopefully by fall, you know, we'll be there as far as getting everything into the building and, and moved in and ready to rock. and. Building is sweet though. It's got like a little Zen garden in the back. Yeah, like yeah. A little fountain. I guess like previously, like this tea company, like like companies like Nike would rent this building out for like upper management yeah, okay. meetings, and then they would like cater like a tea service or something, and they bring in food, and they'd rent out the building for the night. Like the building is sweet, so it's got a lot of cool awesome. elements. It's got a big boardroom, so we can. There's a lot of cool things we can do to help promote the brand and the understanding. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so. Well, it sounds like you're in a prime, hey, prime spot. Prime spot. Post-COVID. Yeah, post-COVID. People need to come out. They Fingers need their crossed. coffee. Fingers They're crossed. dying to get out of their house. I think so. I think and and to ready. get back to getting their favorite coffee. Yeah, I is, think people are ready. Is Portland open? Um, Portland's a kind of in, a little bit. Definitely is opening. They've got kind of like some county-by-county county stuff going on right now uh, based on cases and, and right. how <clears throat> mitigated opening up. So the rural areas, like you're outside of major city, Stuff is opening up faster. Um, restaurants are open. A lot of like to go still or outside dining stuff like that. But they've got like the third or fourth lowest case count in all of America. Aren't so. we blessed to be in Utah? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, would you think that? I, I mean, wise for sure. And it just seems like it just wasn't totally locked down. Yeah. They were cool-headed, not quick to crazy decisions. I don't know. I anyway, you mentioned the Portland. Well, I just you know these business. other states. It's just it's yes. interesting here. I just feel like 
you go, you hear about these other states, you think like, we're, this is not even, not, we don't, we're not even experiencing what they're experiencing no, because we did, all. we weren't that extreme and we've, and we've done a, a, a dude, a hell of a job, I right. believe here. Managing. Yeah. Ex- for sure. And I think that would have, would have been a different story for our company, you know, had we locked down even harder, had like some of the restaurants that, you know, didn't stay open and would not have been doing like to go coffee and like some of the convenience store and some of the, some of the avenues we had and some of the businesses that were able to stay open during this, you know, and whatever restrictions they had kept like somewhat of a flow alive. And that, yeah, without that, we would have been, who knows, you know, hopefully you could weather it, but it's weird. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Well, good for you guys. Sounds like you're, we're making it. You're surviving. We're making it work. Yeah, you're gonna make it work. Just get run. Just get run out of my hair. <laughs> yeah. You know, ready to go, next man. Level. So where where do we find your coffee? I want to buy your coffee. I can go get it at a gas station from the distribution side. Yeah. Can I get it online? Yeah, get it online. DouglasCoffee.com. I can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. And is it packaged like branded Douglas yeah, Coffee? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it is yep, yeah, everything. Yep, everything right? branded, ready to rock. I can walk in off the street. You can yeah, roast me a fresh, fresh pound right there. Boom, ready to go. What other stores can I get like Harmon's, at? The store. The in store like Holiday and, and Gateway. Okay. Harmon's is another one. We're in all the Harmon's. We're not in like any like big, big, like, in, like a Smith's or anything like that on the retail shelf. Okay. This kind of seems like a hard task that I haven't jumped into yet. Um, yeah, I mean, and then lots of local restaurants, businesses. Just look for the kid on the lion, you know. That's okay. right, dude. Like look at the, that's, that's us. <laughs> the, cra- the kid with the crown on the lion. What yeah. if I have a business and I want your coffee in my office? Yeah. Just call us. Okay. And we'll set you up so quick. Okay. Done. Which okay. it's good. To, like we, I've actually in the last week taken more calls than I have obviously in the last couple months about like new opportunities and new businesses, you know, that are kind of like reevaluating and some like restaurants that are looking to make changes. Now everybody's kind of taken a step back, looked at their business model, looked at things. Yeah. And so it could be an interesting, I don't know, I hope we don't lose a lot of accounts. Yeah. But I mean, this but could obviously, I mean, definitely give, create a lot more opportunities. Yeah, just people taking that step back, evaluating everything. Hopefully not yeah. negative opportunities. Right. Positive <laughs> like no, opportunities. stay with us, please. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's awesome. hard. Awesome. Good stuff. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, so, dude, that's awesome. Thanks for the info. So the the last little half, maybe not half, but last, last little minutes. bit of this, yeah. you'd like to maybe just switch it up. Mm-hmm. We're going to switch gears. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask I'm going to have another piece of pizza. non-business related please. questions. <laughs> Those are my favorite ones. I was hoping that's it would good, be. Dude. You know, I get so tired of talking business all day. All right, first of all, let's just start with something. Give us a good story here. What is the dumbest way you've hurt yourself? Oh, my God. I know, I know there's lots. That's why I asked you specifically. You, <laughs> so many ways. Oh, my gosh. I'm super injury prone. I feel like I've grown out of it a little bit as I've matured. Maybe it's just because <laughs> I take way less risks. But like on my mountain bike ride this morning, every day I've taken my life into my own hands. I'm just thinking, man... <laughs> I mean, I've gone over the handlebars enough times to know I'm, I need to be careful. Yeah. Um, the most embarrassing okay. way, so Danny's known me for a long time. Um, I was quite heavier set as a uh, adolescent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when I graduated high school, I was, I was pushing about like 250, 260. Hold on, how tall are you? 6'2". 
Six two two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Big dude. I was thick. Yeah, you're bigger. I, mean, I get up and down the court fine in a pickup yeah. basketball game. You know, it wasn't not, like a slow like. Yeah, it wasn't you know. like a lethargic. It wasn't like like a <laughs> like a sit in my basement and eat Doritos two fifty. It was yeah. like a. You know, I'm active. I'm an active. 250. I'm an active 250. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I still 250 at this active? I don't know. Bad genes, something. Um, but we we did do, uh, and Danny and I graduated different years. But we did a senior trip, which Danny probably would have been on had he been a year older. Yeah. But this I didn't, senior, I didn't make the cut on this. You didn't make the cut. You didn't graduate. We took a cruise down to Mexico, and on this trip, I got hurt so many times, <laughs> so many times. But Probably the most famous of this, I like ended up running a scooter into a convenience store, like rented scooters in Mexico. Bad idea. Promise me you'll never rent scooters in Mexico. <laughs> um, that was bad. That was ugly. And then I um, slipped at a waterfall and split my shins wide open. They got oh. way infected. That was bad. But the best one of the trip. This is all the same trip. This is all the same trip. <laughs> this story, like, it's a, oh, it's a bad story. The whole trip, A to Z, so many bad things. So we go to like the set where they make the Predator movie. And it's got like the waterfall that like Schwarzenegger comes down and he's like in the water and he's trying to hide. He put the mud all over himself, you know, and he's like trying to hide from the Predator. Yeah. So, and we were all fans of Predator in high school. I was like, uh, who wasn't, dude? I mean, come on. It's like, hey, what are we watching tonight? Predator. predator. So we're like, yeah, we're going to the Predator set. It's going to be sick. So we all go out there, and mind you, like Danny and everyone else I hung out with was like a shredded 170 in high school. You know, a nice, firm, athletic body, ass <laughs> Firm, I like it. It's like, it's like how, wherever we go, how quickly can we figure out a situation to take our shirts off? You know what I'm saying? Pick up all shirts off. I'm like, why do we always have to play shirt skin? Can we just leave our clothes uh, on? We don't know who the other team would be. Uh, yeah, so hard to remember who's on your team on four on four. Yep. So anywhere we go, shirts off, sun's out, guns out for these guys. And it was like my worst nightmare because I just didn't love having my shirt off, you know? <laughs> so this senior trip had a lot of pictures of like five, six guys with their shirts off and then me with like maybe a tank on, you know, a lot of those. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the Predator thing and there's this giant rope swing that goes out over this like pool and you go up to like this platform and like all of my buddies are going off, they're swinging out, you know, doing a little backflip in the pool. And it's like a decent drop. Like, I mean, I'm trying to remember, but like, it seemed like it was like you swing out and drop like 20 feet, like a decent cliff jump, you know? And so I decide I get up there and I'm like, oh, these, these dudes, I'm gonna show them up. I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> trying to show them up. Like, I'm just an old lineman, you know? I'm just trying to get a kiss once in a while. So. I hop up onto um, I hop up onto the railing, and my one buddy Ryan is standing there, and I go, "Dude, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get up here." He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I'm going up top." That's the phrase. So now it's like kind of a thing. Everyone says, "I'm going up top" when you're about to do something really stupid. So I climb up like another four or five feet onto this railing on top of the platform to get more height. <laughs> Exactly what you need. Exactly what I need. I hadn't even gone off this platform yet, so I was just kind of, you know, winging it. And I jump out to swing out into this lagoon or whatever you want to call it, and I took none of the slack out of the rope. So I'm just free no. falling at a nice dead weight 260, 250, whatever I weighed in. I was on a cruise, so probably 260 at this point. 
And I just start, I'm like clenching the rope, just burning my hands all the way down. And as I get to the bottom, there's like four knots, big knots that have been tied to this rope. And I just start hitting knots and just just belly flop into the pool. All these girls from our cruise had like gone on the same venture. We're all sitting there like lagoon side on the sand watching this. So embarrassing. Burned hands, shredded, broken thumb. Like it was bad. Everything it was ugly. <laughs> Everything, was, just Everything gone. was gone. I should have just drowned. I should have just <laughs> not gotten out. It was so bad. Like when you fell, like we're under the water, was like, we just have a moment where you're just under there and like, oh. like I don't want to come up right now. Yeah. It was kind of like a, what was I thinking? <laughs> Slash, I don't want where's to like a I rock? I don't want to show my face. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to get under a rock as quick uh, as possible. That was the worst. That's awesome. That whole trip, though, every day, something. I love it. Bad. I would love to hang out with you guys you. growing up. It's good time. <laughs> All right. So played football. Yes. If if you weren't selling coffee, you could be a professional athlete. Would that be? Would you be playing football? Oh man. Any sport you want. Would you choose football? or Would you do something else? Can I be any position? Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Quarterback. Professional quarterback. I would love it. Tyler Brady. T Brady, right here. T Brady. <clears throat> okay. Who do you think would be the world's most dominant one-on-one basketball player if everybody was forced to play naked? <laughs> the most dominant <laughs> one-on-one the most dominant one-on-one basketball, basketball player. player if you had to play, had to play naked. naked. Out the of most all basketball players. Of any the human? If, if, like like you could pick player, just any human. Man, so Hold many on. angles you could take here. Yeah. And at any age? Sure. Just pick a pick a guy at an age. Yeah. Dang. I I can think of like twenty people. Okay. That's hard. There's there's a top twenty. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I would Could you would do do you remember do you remember the show uh what was it? Along came Polly? Yeah. You know, and then like it's like he's playing up against that guy with like yeah, a, a bearskin rug on his sh- on his a, chest, yeah. and he's playing like close That's defense. The angle I'm taking here is like, like there's got to be a lot of play people like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of people. You and he's only half naked. You don't want to touch. You don't want to. You don't want to touch. I'm thinking the goat. You could have MJ, obviously a dominant force, probably looks good naked. I'm not going to be ashamed. <laughs> no, and dudes would want to play him naked. Yeah. And so he'd probably function very well in a naked game. Oh, but absolutely. Is he going up against somebody that like he doesn't want to Like a long came Polly, yeah. Exactly. Like a long came Polly, with a yep. big hairy chest, real sweaty situation like that. I mean, yeah. There's, there's a lot. Do you remember? Got one. I think if I thought of NBA dudes, um, one comes to mind. He wasn't like way overweight, but just something about him. I just. Vlade Divac. Oh, Vlade, dude, Vlade. dude. When you thought of that, that guy, dude. if you thought of him naked Vlade playing one on one, I don't even think Shaquille would want to even guard him. No, that would be the guy. Completely naked. Poly, yeah. dude, he would just have he, his Vlade yeah. Because you don't even know. Let's play. You, you know, just you. I mean, you don't know how he's brought up. You don't know, like, I mean, do he's maybe, dude. That I don't know. Like, that was just kind of a, hygiene. It was interesting. I mean, but there's there's a dozen of those type of guys. If you thought of NBA dudes, Vlade Divac. That's good. That's good. We'll go with Vlade. Speaking of basketball, would you rather be the greatest on the worst team, right? LeBron James via Cavs at one point. Right. Or you're on the bench, the worst on the best. Best on the worst. Best on the worst. Yeah. But do you get, so hold on, you're you're on the bench and you get like seven rings? 
Yeah, dude, you're on. You get a ring. What's his name? Who's the guy the redhead played for Spurs? Bonner? Bonner. Bonner? Stephen Bonner, dude. Whatever. Bonner. He's my cousin. What are you talking about, dude? That's, that, dude, when I play hoop, dude, after, when I play pickup ball, dude, um, a, you know, anyway, a, a friend of mine, Britton Johnson, he calls me Steph, He calls me Bonner, dude. Yeah, that's like one of my nicknames. But, no, yeah. Anyway, don't make fun of that guy. He's a ginger. But I get it. No, I get it. No, he got a lot of rings. I remember an interview saying, they're like, hey, you didn't play. And he's like, who cares? I got a ring. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna t- in 10 years, nobody's going to remember me. I'm going to tell my kids that I was the star. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, you go, you're the best player on the worst team. I think that's the right choice. I think I, think I, like, I think I like to be in control more than that. Yeah. So I'd like, I would probably feel more comfortable being the best. Being the best on the worst team. I like it. I would do the same. All right. You hate traffic. More than anything. Okay. So I probably I know this one already. Would you rather never be stuck in traffic again or never get sick again? Never get stuck in traffic again. Traffic. Yeah. Done. You'll take a cold every year. Yep. Maybe the flu. Yep. Maybe COVID. For sure. COVID. Okay. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so you're gonna take you're gonna take COVID over traffic. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. At my, That's age, a, <laughs> at my age, you know, newly acquired physique based yeah, on yeah. not being two fifty anymore. For sure, COVID. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can I ask one? Uh, would you rather? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, would you rather? This is this is an infamous. More than famous, right? Yeah, yeah, From yeah. the three amigos, more than famous. Yeah. Um, would you rather? So, would you rather take a home run swing from Barry Bonds to the middle of your back, right? Ooh. His bat, everything, like his setup. He's at the home. He's at he's yeah. at home plate. Home run swing, just right to the middle of the back. This is a debate that we've had. A um, lot. Or Tiger Woods driver oh. swing to the shin. The back. Dude, that's great. I'm a back guy. Yeah. I argue for the back, but I go into detail about it, which we don't have time for this podcast, but I I, I take the back. I take the back. I swear, 80%, Absolutely. 80 to 90% take Tiger Woods to the that shin. Shit, he'd shatter your shin. Well, of course like you would. You'd, lo- you'd lose your leg, right? Yeah. I feel like I could flex up the back. There's more surface area there. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That is the exact argument I use all the time, yeah. and I get shit for it. Yeah. But now I got another. Okay. Yeah. yeah no we're, way. That yeah. shin, dude. There's something about my shins ever since that fall in Mexico. <laughs> you yeah. Know, when I okay. Them open. I, I've been there. Not since quite I was a one 18 wound years the old, shin, but my shins. Yeah. My driver shin. to the shin. I'm, to the dude, shin. I'm, no I'm back way. all the way. No way. I love it. Would you rather live without the internet or live without air conditioning and heating? With the internet. Internet, you're good. Yeah. You'd be get fine. rid of TikTok. Yeah, AC. Are you freaking kidding me? No. If you didn't have AC, dude, cool I would be done. I can read a book. Yeah. Think of 100 degrees outside. Like, yeah. You've been in your warehouse, dude. You're yeah. going to be. Okay. Right. <laughs> See, hey, stick with it. I want the AC. Yeah. I want the internet. All right. I care yeah. about the internet. Okay. Give me back to some paper invoices. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Would you rather have, like, completely, like, we're Vladi, right? We're back to Vladi. Out of control. Or maybe what we think of bloody, out of control body hair, mm-hmm. or the worst just pungent body odor. But you're, so like, you, you're, not, you're not shaving this, right? You're not trimming you're, it up. You're talking it. like you can't manscape. You're you, you're a bear. I mean, yeah, you got you're you are, you're not manscaping. It's either you have this out of control like you know it's coming out of the shirt type. Well, then can you can you cover the body can odor? you cover the body odor with cologne and. and you could try, but it's it's the worst, it's the man. Worst. It's just it's gonna be worse. It's gonna be like a, a terrible mixture of BO. cologne and bo. I take the bo. Uh, I'm, I'm taking bo. I'm taking bo. Those yeah. both would be terrible. Terrible. 
Because the thing is, like, you, 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 you wax your whole body, dude. It's coming back. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. I just remember a Seinfeld episode where Jerry shaved his chest and it came back even stronger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got two more. Okay. Would you rather have whatever you're thinking appear above your head for everyone to see? Ooh. Always. Or um, have absolutely everything you do live streamed for everybody to see? Everything I do. Do, for sure. Everything you do. Yeah. Okay. I think a lot of stuff. I could just like right above your head right now. Like, what a stupid question. Yeah, you just, you just, exactly. I'm glad I didn't see that. Yeah, but I can control my actions and yeah. not be like, what a dumbass question yeah. that was. Yeah. You really just killed that. You just killed that cat in your head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know you're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just thought to kill that animal. Yeah. All right, two All more, two more. Sorry. Okay. okay. Would you rather have chapped lips Oof. that never heal or terrible dandruff that can't be treated? I mean, you're never wearing black. Dandruff, yeah. Dandruff, and I just go for white. White clothes all yeah. the time. White Only clothes. white. I'm basically whited out today. White. <laughs> Only white. Okay. All right, last one. That's a good call. Would you rather have three nipples mm-hmm. or two belly buttons? How big are the nipples? Yeah. Just same size. The same size. Same size. You got three of them. Now. Well, hold on. Or like symmetrical, like one and the two and then three? Yeah, we'll say right in the middle. Or like there's right a nubbin thing. We're going to go right in the middle, and then your second belly button is just above it. You got, a, you got an inch gap. Belly button, belly button. Two belly buttons. Two belly buttons. Easier to hide. Yeah, hide two belly it. buttons. Yeah, just, pull, just hoist those shorts up. Your shirt would have never come off. Well, he's <laughs> used to that. You're I, used yeah, to that, I dude. a long time. Yeah. Tank no tops. Shirt. Can you imagine, though, like high school? Like, hey, let's go play some dunk ball. Yeah. Shirts and skins. Shirt comes off. Dude, I think you would be. Third nipple. I think you would have been made or fun of more with three chubby. nipples versus two <laughs> belly buttons. <laughs> what is. Uh, is it Friends? Do you remember that Friends where he goes to get the massage and they think he has like, they call it a nubbin, don't they? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the third the nipple. Guy, the third nipple, he yeah. takes it off with a watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, when we're talking like, we're talking like when you say nipple, you're talking the whole thing. Yeah, like a real, yeah, oh, yeah. it's an actual. Yeah. Not just the, not one, just like a thing that looks like a mole. Yeah, you got it. No, it is exact. Yeah. Three, three boobs. Identical nipples. No boobs. Just see, all you do with the well, I'm just belly saying. button is yeah. you just pull your shorts up. Areola, nipple. The lower, the lower one gets the shorts pulled up over it. Yeah, Nipples you can get away with that. Yeah. Nipples you could make up a sweet story, though, about two belly buttons. Yeah. You know, shot. like I was, there was twin, I, there were twins, dude. I, I took, I ate the other, I ate the twin when I was, when I was pregnant. And then I, you know, two umbilical cords because I ate the other twin. I mean. I love it. Double. I think okay. you could go there. All right. Tyler Fulner. Yo. Douglas Coffee. Thanks. Check them out. Get it online. Call them. Get it set up in your office. Office for sure. Office for sure. Amen. Thanks, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Peace.